This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Hello, Miles. How are you today? I'm doing good, Andrew. How are you doing? Uh, there was no syncopation in that at all. I have, I don't even know where to go. I am not an improv. I was hoping that you were going to come back and we would do some sort of fun little thing, but yeah, I'm not fun, Andrew. All right. Maybe next time. <laughs> Welcome to the Peninsula Pulse podcast. I'm Andrew Clyden and I'm joined today by Miles Danhausen. How's it going, Miles? It's going well, Andrew. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, there's a couple things that I wanted to talk about today. I'm not going to tease any of them because I want people to be sitting at the edge of their seats as they listen through this episode. Uh, but I do promise that they will be fun and interesting. And I think that we should start with news and then we'll take a break and we'll come and we'll talk about something really fun. Okay. All right. So the Wilty property up in Sister Bay, we've talked about this before. Now there's some kind of updates on it and seemingly pretty optimistic updates on the property as well. Can you, can you back up and tell me what the Wilty property is and then we'll move into what the proposal is. All right. Good idea. Wilsey property is a 55 acre tract of land that the village of Sister Bay purchased. I think it was 2019, if I have my numbers correct. End of 2019. Basically without a, a, a full-fledged plan for it, but just knowing it's a property that abuts the Sister Bay Sports Complex to the east of the village. So out by Woodcrest Road. And it's all old orchard land. And it's a, it's a stretch that gives them some opportunities to expand their administrative facilities, potentially, was one of the main things they talked about when they bought that property was, we're going to need a new admin building, we need more parks facilities, we might need to expand the sewer plant and sewer and water plant at some time, and that's right next to it. So this gives us some buffer to do those things, but also gives us an opportunity to look at other uses, what other needs for the village. So obviously housing is the top of everyone's mind possibly expanding the sports complex and more recreational facilities and looking at all manner of things that that could be used for, or do they sell off a chunk of it? And those were all kind of the starting points of that when they bought that property. How, they, bi how big is it? Not necessarily acreage, but like, give me an idea of how big it is. Because when you say, when you have those like 10 different ideas for it, you would assume it's a pretty big lot. Yeah, it's a, it's a big lot. It stretches from Scandia road on the North to highway double Z on the South. So it's a big country block, <laughs> so to speak. And I'm trying to think of like a comparable, you know, the old thing for a farm was 40 acres and a mule. So sure. you're talking about more than a 40 acre farm. Okay. So if you're trying to piece it, like driving around the country, thinking of how big that is. So it's a big sizable plot. And you look at the kind of out by the Northern Door Children's Center, just to the south of like the, the core of the village of Sister Bay, you see all that housing going in. And all that land that's there, it's bigger than that whole stretch of land. So you think of all the housing that's been able to be built there, there's more land than that in this area. Right. And that doesn't mean that the plan is necessarily, hey, let's let's make this massive density thing. That might be it. But that's, I'm not just, I'm not saying like that's what it's going to be, but that's kind of the possibilities. Okay. So there are a lot of possibilities for what they could do on there. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned housing being one of them. Is this affordable housing perchance? It hopefully is. And so for the listeners, I was actually asked to be on a committee for the Village of Sister Bay. I call it the Wilsey Committee. It's actually called like the Ad Hoc Land Acquisition Committee, which 
terrible name. We're, we're horrible at making names for committees in Door yeah. County. We give them, like, we have to include everything. So we say, like, Door County and surrounding islands and little pebbles on the shore committee. You know? Right. Also, ad hoc is just such a terrible name to, like, start <laughs> the name of something most with. people don't know what it means. It's like ad hoc, land, doc, mock, <laughs> it, it basically means you don't have power. You're, like, you're not making the final say. You're in a sort of advisory committee to investigate this. So it doesn't just happen all at the board level. So we could focus on this one particular issue. So I was asked to be on the committee. There's about 12 others, community members, people with a lot of history in Sister Bay, like Fuzzy Suntrum and Dick Burris, younger people with families like Lauren Aurelius and Lauren Ward was on this committee, Louise Hausen from the Sister Bay Advancement Association, Chris Hecht from the fire department, just to look at this and see like what the possibilities were. And it was really interesting working on that committee because Guys like Dick Burris and Fuzzy Suntrum have this history of previous ideas that were bounced around in the village and where they wanted to build roads so you could have a bypass for Highway 42. And a lot of our discussions would center on those kind of things because even though we were asked to look at this property, basically everyone said, we can't look at this property without also looking at how it connects and, and how it weaves into the village as a whole. It can't be like it's separate village off to the east. So we talked a lot about connecting it with pedestrian access to the village. So I've talked about this before on the podcast. A lot of the expansions in housing and and services in the county often happen without thinking about pedestrians. It's all based on cars. So the village has tried to do some things already to connect some of those previous plans by with pedestrian access. But that's one thing we wanted that we stressed as we looked at this is we got to make sure that there are ways for people and families to get into town on bikes, on foot, without... It's about a half mile maybe to the main core for from some of this property so make that accessible versus it's all about cars you got to drive into town because everyone knows you don't want you want to send more cars into the village so right you know it's funny you and i had talked about city planning and walkability i mean we've done it a lot on the podcast but it was right around the time that we had that guest on who has like a YouTube channel and is a city planner and that kind of stuff do you remember his name dave amos yes it was right about the time that we had that that i found like two TikTokers, like back to back, who were all about walkability and pedestrian access. And I happen to follow them. So now every once in a while, I'll get videos on my on my TikTok of somebody like walking a sidewalk and then finding where the sidewalk ends and being like, this is it. That's the walkability of the city. And like, yeah. in order to get back to more walkability, you have to cross like six lanes of traffic and <laughs> things like that. And it's really eye opening when you see people post like that and be like, this is what pedestrian unfriendly areas look like. And this is how, like, when you starkly have a first person view of it, you're like, how in the world did we ever design anything like this without thinking about people? Yeah. Just thinking about cars. And then they'll juxtapose that by posting really beautiful walkable areas where it's like, look at this huge, like this was once a two lane highway and they've closed the whole thing off and paved it with cobblestone. And now everybody can just walk and businesses can sprawl out onto the, the street, like an open market and all this stuff. And it's like seeing stuff like that versus like the, the stark opposite of it. You're like, wow, it is, it is wild how we design things. Well, COVID in a sense, punched a lot of American cities in the face in terms of urban planning because, uh, you know, I spent six years in Chicago and there are large stretches of that, that if you go to the neighborhoods that I would go to seven, eight, nine years ago, where it was four lane highways and boulevards and, you know, you had to drive to them because you just didn't feel like crossing those wide four lanes of traffic in the city. And now COVID, they took some of those lanes of traffic, turned them into outdoor eatery areas, they're not going back. 
Some of them are, but a lot of those places, they realize this is a much better neighborhood this way. So there's been that fight against that and that the fight, like that has to be parking. We can't get rid of the parking. And then they got rid of the parking and everyone said like, oh yeah, yeah, this is way better. You know, right. I like my neighborhood better. It seems more lively. There's more people walking around. I'm thinking particularly of the old like Fulton Market District and Randolph Street in Chicago has a totally different feel now than it did four or five years ago. And, you know, in Door County, we have that a lot of times too, where people discuss streets as if there's only one way to do them and are afraid to take risks. I mean, even Sturgeon Bay, when they talked about taking away parking spaces during COVID for restaurants, a lot of people freaked out and it was like, that was a chance to try stuff. And a lot of restaurants in the county finally did some outdoor stuff that they've never done. And they're not going back. You know, Chives isn't going back. They're not getting rid of that outdoor space. And neither are so many of these other places. So it took us getting hit in the face and being forced to, but we hopefully are rethinking some of our pedestrian spaces in our urban planning too, not just our restaurant spaces. Yeah. I mean, we talk about walkability in Door County a lot. And usually what we're ending up talking about is, I guess what I like to think of as like pedestrian racetracks. Like when you think of Fish Creek, they completely redid their sidewalks to make it more walkable. What that equates to is basically a big loop from Founder Square just before the YMCA. There's a crosswalk that gets you to the other side and then you go back down. It's a big loop, right? Sure, yeah. And that makes sense for a place like Fish Creek because all of the businesses are along the road basically. And outside of Founder Square and like behind Bayside, there's not a lot of like additional places to go Mm -hmm. you just kind of loop that highway but i think maybe the most walkable any place in door county is is like during the night market in sturgeon bay when the when third ave closes down because then you have what we were talking about businesses coming out onto the streets and people being able to walk to and from across the street like that's when it becomes really walkable now could they close down third ave forever and just have that be a walkable space probably not but (laughs) You could potentially, I mean, there's enough, there's, there are enough roads in Sturgeon Bay to get around. Yeah. They have bypass opportunities. Right. So it's, it's just interesting to think about that. That's my sidebar for, for walkability <laughs> because we wanted to talk about the Wilty property and some potential affordable housing stuff. Well, yeah, going back to that property. So there was a meeting Monday night between the plan commission, some of the members of that ad hoc committee and the board of trustees and administrator Julie Schmelzer came forward with kind of a presentation, basically looking for feedback of like, here's what I've gathered from everybody's input to date. Cause this has been going on for a couple of years. There's not like a, Hey, this has got to be done right away. When the property was built or purchased, the village said, this is, we've got to figure this out. We're going to take our time with this. This is not like we have this desire to go here right away. So she's kind of tried to distill all this information since taking on the position, I think last May. And Basically, the consensus position is we want to pursue most of it for housing and a lot of different ideas for housing. Can it be denser, smaller homes? Can we rezone it in a way that allows for density? Maybe some some homes that don't need garages, you know, some smaller homes where people would be encouraged to not have a car, potentially, which sounds ludicrous to some people, but Nate Bell has been a big pusher of that. And, you know, it doesn't have to be the entire property is a carless property, but maybe some of those homes, because that makes them cheaper. If you have to put a one-car garage on every home or a two-car garage, that home becomes a lot more expensive and then eventually unaffordable. And it takes more land, and then you have another driveway. So that what is now a garage could have been a house. So you can tweak some things on the edges. You can do, you know, looking for a variety of housing. Stuff for seniors, stuff for workforce, possibly 
10 or 20 unit dormitory, like shared kitchen type places. So a lot of things are on the table there and none of those are definitive, but that's just generally the consensus is we want to pursue this idea, something different. And then also look at deed restrictions for the property. So the village of Sister Bay owns it. So they could, the understanding is they could put deed restrictions and say, and there's some legalese that would have to be figured out here, but possibly to live, to buy this home, you have to work in Door County. You know, it, it can't be seasonally, seasonal apartments. They can't, it's like so many of the apartments that have been built, a ton of them built in Sister Bay. A lot of them are rented by people who just use them as weekend getaways. A lot of the affordable homes that were built and townhomes that were built are second homes, vacation homes, weekend homes, not for the workforce. So workforce housing almost means nothing as a phrase anymore. It's like saying, uh, you know, natural, all natural, put that on a food package. There's no actual scientific definition of that. It's just a marketing play. And that's kind of what workforce housing has become as a marketing term for developers. Right. So by doing deed restrictions, you're actually saying this is locked in. So if that can in fact be done, that changes the game for what that could become and what it could serve for the community. Right. Who's the potential buyer for, for something like that? For a deed restricted home could be firefighters, could be public health personnel, could be EMS workers, town parks employees, you know, when they're looking. So all these villages in Northern Door, they're looking for employees, but those employees can't find housing and they can't really afford to put the wage at a point that they could afford it. So if you can start locking in some housing that can be affordable, that people can get their foot in the door and then, you know, maybe it's, and they're not talking about forever homes for most of these. You're looking at starter homes. Most communities have like this stock of homes where here's where you go and you start when you're in your late 20s, early 30s, and you're starting a family. Here's your $200,000 home or $150,000 home. And maybe in your 40s, if you want to, you graduate into something else. Maybe now you get your single family home out in the country. Door County doesn't have that starter home for the most part, especially in Northern Door. So everyone's fighting over that single family home in the country, which drives the price of that up. And that's, you know, it's more land. So it's a pricier plot. We don't have anything that fits that first thing, or we don't have a lot of it. So those kind of positions, you know, Scandia Village, desperate for employees. Door County Medical Center is always trying to recruit employees. Aurora said they couldn't get, get staff in their clinic. You're losing Aurora. You know, all these services are declining at some of those medical facilities. So it's not just about the daycare workers, although that's part of it too. It's not just about waitresses and bartenders and housekeepers. It's about the, you know, the, the real day-to-day -day infrastructure of the things that keep our society humming. Those are all people that would potentially be able to buy these and they could be kind of locked in for those people. Right. Not to mention your J1 workers and everything. Yeah. I, I do have a, a potential solution, but is there anything else on the Wilty property that you wanted to cover before we took a break? I, I should say one of the things we also talked about is making sure that it's not just housing here, recreation here. We talked a lot about, do we do this housing in a dense way so that we preserve some of it for open space? Do we weave trails through the property so that it's not, you go over here to exercise and walk and here's where you live. But like those trails are kind of woven through it, like a good development. So that is one aspect. And Julie actually presented some ideas. The working plan throughout has been that eventually all the admin for the village will move out there. And there have been discussions about the post office moving out there. But the post office does not want to move that far out of the main street area. They have said they like to be in the core downtown areas and they may not be willing to move out there. What she proposed is possibly looking at what is now the parks and maintenance building behind Hotel Door, which used to be the fire station before they built a new one. The talk for a while has been that would eventually be demolished. The parks and maintenance would move out to the sports complex 
and then that old building would become parking. Now they're discussing turning that property into potentially the admin building and a post office. So your post office would stay downtown. You'd still get some parking out of that plot. And then the parks and maintenance would move out where they already have some buildings out there. So you wouldn't need to use a lot of that Wilsey property for the admin facilities. It's just an idea. It's something she threw out there to investigate further. And it's somewhat interesting. Are there any timelines on any of this? Nothing set in stone. It's not like the village has, next year we're spending $7 million on a new admin building. Like, that's not where this is ready to go. Uh, it's just more of the, let's get this master plan in place, and maybe some housing starts. Maybe we have a definition of what that housing is. So developers, when they come to the village, there's like a pre-approved plan, so they can just get started. It's not a three-year discussion period to figure it out. And obviously to do these things, you'd need infrastructure, you'd need a road through there, you'd need to establish your water runoff areas and things like that. So it's not, it's not a next year thing, but more of a 10 to 20 year plan. Cool. Uh, here's my proposal. I like to, to throw out totally free proposals for anybody to take. I think they're good ideas. They need some finessing for sure, but here's my proposal. A high rise. Now, hang on. I know that you are going to have all of these things about it, but just let me boil it down. Just one high rise full of apartments in the middle of Door County. Just one. I know they're expensive, but you just do one and you get everybody to buy in on it a little bit. And that's what, like 500 apartments you could put in there, make it, you know, several stories tall. And like I said, just one. It's going to be an expensive buy, but once you have one, it, it fixes the problem, right? If we had 500 more bits of housing available, would that fix the problem, Miles? It would probably fix a lot of the problem. And you're not absurd. As you were talking about this, I was looking up to make sure I know where, where it is. But in Escanaba, there is a random, really tall apartment building. It, see? Oh, there it is. Yeah. He just showed me a picture of it. Yeah. It is a kind of roundhouse style building, but it is by far the tallest building. It's like the Maritime Tower in Sturgeon Bay. It's like maybe even taller than that amongst a lot of low rise buildings. Yeah. You just do. And it doesn't have to be amongst. It can be in the middle of the county. No one has to see it but everybody can live there. And since it's centrally located, you got what, 10 minutes to your job, no matter where you're working. I think it's a, a decent idea. And like I said, I know there's a big cost, but you just do it once and then you fixed everything. Yeah, right? every, everything solved. Yeah. I'm not talking about little high rises in every village, just one big one right in the middle of the County. Oh, but you have to run sewer out there. Oh you, yeah. I know it's expensive, but you just do it one time and then you're good. Mariah, get on that County zoning. All right, let's take a break. And then when we come back, we have uh, something really fun on the cover of the arts and entertainment section in the Pulse this week. We Possibly the most important issue in the county. Yeah, we set out to answer one of one of the biggest questions, you know, even maybe bigger than housing, internet, childcare, all that kind of stuff. And that question is, what is Northern Door? This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by Door County Medical Center. Are you looking for a job in Door County with excellent benefits, culture, and potential for advancement through tuition reimbursement programs? Door County Medical Center is hiring. For more than 75 years, Door County Medical Center has been the leader in health and wellness for Door and Kiwani counties. Their integrated medical center provides a wide range of specialties, including primary care, behavioral health, general surgery, the Women and Children's Center, the Door Orthopedic Center, the Door County Cancer Center, and more. To join the team, apply today at dcmedical.org slash careers. The podcast is also brought to you by Destination Sturgeon Bay. Need a special gift for your loved ones this holiday season? A Sturgeon Bay gift certificate might just be the perfect gift. 
Certificates are good at over 100 Sturgeon Bay area businesses, so you can help support local shops and give a gift that anyone would enjoy. Certificates can be purchased at the Destination Sturgeon Bay Welcome Center, located at 36 South 3rd Avenue, or give them a call at 920-743-6246. Happy holidays from Sturgeon Bay. Okay, we are back. So, we like to think of ourselves as Door County. In fact, on the front of every single Peninsula Pulse newspaper, it says, we are Door County. But we also really love to subdivide ourselves into a bunch of different labels like <laughs> Door County North, Northern Door, Southern Door, Central Door. Nobody lives in Central Door. Nobody says it, but yeah. there is there are studies that are defined as Central Door. So what is Northern Door County? I mean, you have your opinion on it. I have my opinion on it. But we also talked to like a dozen other people to see what their opinion was. And we, we took a big poll and we got a lot of answers. Well, and this is interesting because it's kind of sparked by a, a conversation we had as we're updating our style guide a couple of years ago. And the question we were trying to figure out is when you write Northern Door, is Northern capitalized or is Door capitalized or is it just Northern Door lowercase or is it, should it be Northern Door County uppercase? These are the kind of minutiae we get into sometimes here at the paper. And we have a, a really thorough copy editor, Paula Affelbach, who actually begs all these really <laughs> minuscule questions, but that actually like create the consistency of a publication. So we're debating that. And then she then raises the question, and where is that? And I was like, that's oh, yeah. Northern when, Door. When do we use that as a, a designation? I'm like Northern Door, I know what it is. It's, it's Northern Door. You just know it. And then she's like, yeah, but so is that Carlsville? I'm like, crap, I never thought about it really, but sort of like <laughs> it kind of, it's, it's like a, I don't know, an instinct you have for calling something that. Cause I use yep. it in my writing all the time. So then when she asks that question, you really have to think about what is it that I'm referring to and thinking of it in terms of, let's say the reader who plops in from, I don't know, Madison, their first time visiting Door County, they're reading our publication and they read Northern Door. What is this writer referring to? And as I was working on this little story, the intro for it this week, I found an article I had written in 2011 about Door County's rivalries, like Bailey's Harbor versus Sister Bay, North versus South, those kind of things. And I realized I used the term Northern Door 17 times in that article, which right off the bat tells you it's pretty poorly written, but I never really defined what Northern Door was. So it, Paul was right. It's a good question to ask. It's something to define. And... We couldn't really define it here in the office, so we sent Rachel Lucas out to ask random people what they thought. I called a bunch of people who are in positions in the know in the county to try and see what they thought, and as you might guess, there's not a ton of consistency. Yeah, it's kind of kind of wild. I plotted everything out basically on a map of the peninsula, and you can see that on Friday when the Pulse comes out, and there's a lot of discrepancy in terms of where Northern Door starts. And when you think about Door County, there are three like distinct landmarks that separate the county there's at the at the most northern part there's washington island mm -hmm. then you have basically the peninsula north of the canal and then everything south of the canal that connects to the rest of wisconsin yeah because deb fitzgerald and i talked about this when we were talking about cape cod last week cape cod is designated as an island but it's almost identical in terms of its separation from the mainland as door county is so door county could technically the peninsula of door county that's separated by the canal could potentially be an island. Like there isn't any land that connects the north of the canal to south of the canal. I'd say yeah. it's just the bridges. 
So those are like the three designations. So you would think like, okay, you have Southern door is everything south of the canal. Then central door would be the peninsula. And then Northern door would be Washington Island. <laughs> if you want to separate them out geographically, but it's a lot more nuanced than that we found out. Well, it is. And when I was thinking of it, I tend to think sort of the Gibraltar school district becomes Northern door. And I say that because I think that ends technically at Hillside Ride, although now you can do open enrollment so you can live wherever and go. You could live in Fish Creek and go to Southern Door. But if you go at Hillside Road, which is where the big landmark resort sign is in Egg Harbor Fun Park, that starts a stretch of the county that is predominantly tourism. There's not a lot of industry. There's not there's not as much medical facility. There are medical facilities, but like the hospital employs 700 people based out of Sturgeon Bay and they have the clinic in Sister Bay, but like it's not the main driver. So almost everybody north of there, the businesses are tourism centered businesses and it becomes part of your culture and you are a host. You are a guest centered community. South of there, once you get to south of Hillside Road, you get more into, you have farms again. And there are farms north, but you have agriculture and a lot more of those people in, once you start getting a little farther south, closer to the city, you have more people employed by the industrial park and city services and the hospital and things like that. So there's like a, almost a cultural, almost employment demarcation there. And that may, might be wrong, but that's where I instinctively sort of thought of it. But I wouldn't call anyone south of Hillside Road. I wouldn't say that's Southern Door. So it's not a north-south thing. Right. That's it's where more, it gets really interesting. Yeah. Because when you try to define Southern Door... Like when I think of Southern Door, I think of everything south of Nazawapi, basically. I consider Nazawapi part of Sturgeon Bay. Okay. Once you get south of, let's say, Taco Bell, then you're in Southern Door. But then if you think about Northern Door being everything north of Carlsville, what's in the middle? Yeah. What is that? Well, and also is, so if you, if you were going to go north, central, southern, to do that, if you if you use my definition and said Hillside Road is north, but I wouldn't say Sevastopol and Sturgeon Bay are the same. They're similar culturally, like, but the city is the city. Sevastopol is its own thing, but Sevastopol is not Southern Door. Though we do have the same area code. Yes. So, so technically, yeah, the zip code just kind of screw the whole thing up. Yeah. And then that also leaves a big chunk of the town of Egg Harbor that wouldn't technically be in Northern Door by my definition. So it, so it doesn't particularly, it doesn't work great. Right. But then we also tend to separate everything north of Sister Bay as, what is that then? Is that Northern Door County? I know that there's a collective up there that calls themselves Door County North, but is that a, a widespread colloquialism that we're all Well, using? there's probably some things I, that people refer to it as that we can't say on the podcast, but, sure. like, <laughs> there's, uh, but the, there is a different culture north of Sister Bay as well. And I would think that a lot of the people who live up there specifically feel that way. You are. Like, when I'm coming back from Chicago seeing family down there, it's a long drive to Sister Bay versus going to Sturgeon Bay or Egg Harbor. But then going north of Sister Bay is a whole other thing. Like, Ellison Bay is getting away. Gills Rock is really getting away. So it, it does feel different up there. It feels like the Door County. Ellison Bay today feels like Egg Harbor in 1981, you know, yeah. sort of. And then the island is its own thing as well. Yeah, and th that's what David Ward, when I called the mayor of Sturgeon Bay, David Ward, and asked him this question, and, you know, he used to work for a consulting firm, so he he went into a <laughs> long discussion about consulting things where they tried to do this, figure this out a long time ago. But he was saying, you know, Washington Island, like, that's obviously, like, that's its own thing. That's a, a totally different ballgame. And then you have the peninsula itself. Right. So we're not trying to disregard the island, but we're recognizing that, like, you go to the island to live a certain right. style of life. That's just... 
different and in many ways better than anywhere else. Sure. And I would uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Andrew at peopulse.com is my email, but I feel like if you are an Islander, you also consider yourself kind of separate from yeah. the whole conversation that we're having. Yeah. But it, you know, it was, it was interesting and we're, we're getting in the weeds and trying to like show how complex the issue is, but what were some of your favorite definitions that you got from people? Well, I thought I called Aaron LeClaire who grew up in Jacksonport, lives in Jacksonport, went to the fastball high school and we played on uh, high school football together. I was at Gibraltar, but that was back in the days when those two schools played combined. And he was mentioning that, yeah, you know, I always thought it was north of the canal because we just kind of felt like if you were south of the canal, that was a distinct dividing line. And he said, you know, we always teased our any friends we had from down there that they were just afraid to come north. <laughs> they, they were afraid to cross the bridge. And I was kind of surprised that he put it at the canal, but that's a north-south line for him. There was before you before you go on. I think the canal is such an interesting answer because Sturgeon Bay is split in half. Yes. So, so I, you're splitting the city, right? So the northern part of Sturgeon there, Bay uh, would be there northern is an old, There there is an old west east side, even though I think of it as north south side, but Sturgeon Bay refers to it as east west. But there is an old east west rivalry that goes back a century. Sure. And and yet, if you actually go to the city of Sturgeon Bay, do you see a distinct difference between? North of the bridge and south of the bridge? Not exactly, although I feel like Madison Avenue sort of is its own thing, you know? Which one's Madison Avenue? Is that the main area with, like, Clippers Mate and the gas station? Yes. And, okay. Yep. I guess. But Oddly it, enough, Madison Avenue Wine Shop is located right there. The, well, yeah. It would be weird if it was in Egg Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think of it as it's all the city to me. Right. And it, it feels pretty cohesive, I guess, to me. I don't really yeah. consider like the Madison Avenue area that much different than... Yeah. Because you got a gas station, like you I got definitely some businesses. I don't feel like the Maritime Museum is Southern Door and the Holiday Motel is Northern Door. Like that. that's right. not how it works so, in my head. Interesting answer. What are some of the other ones that you liked? Well, I, I had a buddy who said, uh, he goes, well, I used to probably say County Eye in Carlsville, but then the Little Caesar sign went up just north of there. So it's got to be north of the Little Caesar sign. So that sure. is an old school thing of like dividing it by where, where the chain restaurants end. You know, so if, you know, there's, that's, that's a whole other story about the, the fight to keep chain restaurants and chain stores out, even though there are some kind of chain branded things like gas stations and yeah. stuff, but there's no chain restaurants. Right. And then Nate Bell referred to it as the Carl Jackson line which is Carlsville, the Jacksonport, County I, which like bisects the county right there. County I is basically the middle of Carlsville. So in that case, Door County Coffee would be Southern Door, but Door Peninsula Winery would be Northern Door. So that's another weird one. Right. But Tammy Sternard, the Door County Sheriff, also said she kind of looks at it as Carlsville to Jacksonport and North being the same thing. But there are some people, this probably changed now because Egg Harbor has grown up a bit, but I bet you if you ask this question circa 1990, maybe a little before then, I think your consensus might have been Fish Creek and North. Like Fish Creek, Ephraim, Sister Bay might have been considered like your northern door, the heart of northern door then. And then the village of Egg Harbor and Bailey's Harbor, you know, Bailey's Harbor is always referred to as the quiet side. So it wasn't as developed, although there's kind of always been a pretty good bar scene in Bailey's Harbor going back a long time. But that would be more southern door, but then your tourism center was Ephraim Fish Creek. Even Sister Bay wasn't a big tourism center for a long time. It was more right. like its own sort of northern door. You know, they had a they had some industry there. You had like a master freeze plant. You had a Woodrow Engineering north of there and things like that. By the way, one interesting thing that I 
found, even just doing the design for this, I ended up opting for kind of fun arrows rather than dividing lines because the county is basically diagonal. It, it comes off of, it looks like a thumb if you're looking at Wisconsin as a hand. So it comes off diagonally. I mean, we think about north and south, but it's really northeast, southwest. Mm. Like we're, yeah. And so originally when I was dividing it, a lot of people said like, you know, draw a line from Egg Harbor to Jacksonport. That's a pretty considerable diagonal. Yeah. And so you're saying that like on one side of the peninsula, Northern door is a lot higher up than on the other side of the peninsula, which is a really interesting thing to say because like Fish Creek and Bailey's Harbor do not line up perfectly as a dividing line for the county horizontally. It's all going to be diagonals. Fish Creek and Egg Harbor. Fish Fish Creek and Bailey's Harbor. Yeah, yeah. And you know, they had a similar issue that the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, but I think it was in 2017, did a thing where they tried to say, like, what do you consider up north or Northwoods? I can't remember what they said. Like, it was either up north or Northwoods, Wisconsin. And it's funny because some people, like, drew, drew a line kind of south of Door County and across. So if you're in Milwaukee, maybe you think of all that as north, but I definitely don't think of Door County as Northwoods. And most people would say, even if they were drawing that line, they're like, yeah, but Door County is still not Northwoods. But there are some who think of it that way. I'm like, wow, we are, you must never have been here because this, this, Door County doesn't have a Northwoods feel, but their definitions for that Northwoods thing, like some of it was like way up, like only a tiny portion of the far, far north qualified. But that's kind of what drew the inspiration for doing some of the the mapping of this is what they had done then. Right. And it's it's not like, not, not like it's wrong. It's not like north is better than south or south is better than north or anything. It's just kind of an interesting thing because we refer to it all the time. And a lot of the people that I ask this question, they're like, huh, well, I don't know where I definitely put the line. I just know where it is. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, and it's a more nuanced question. The less nuanced version of this is where does Door County start, which I think is another really interesting question to ask people because there are geographical connotations, but then there are also like subjective connotations. So Rachel Lucas, our photographer, and I were talking about like, when do you know that you've reached Door County? And we both had the same idea, which is that kind of like escarpment rock wall yeah. that you, you get as you're coming north from Green Bay into Door County. And I was curious, like, once you see that, are you actually in Door County or not? Or how long have you been in Door County? And it turns out that by the time you see that clearly, you have been in Door County for about 10 seconds yeah. because the county line is literally right there. That's yeah. where the sign is and everything. But then I asked my wife who who grew up vacationing in Door County. And I was like, when do you know that you've reached Door County? And I was lucky enough to be a part of, you know, this office basically within my first year of being here. So I've had a much more cohesive look at Door County my whole time. So I don't have this kind of connotation, but as somebody who vacationed here growing up, she was like, Oh, I knew I was in Door County when we reached Carlsville. Huh? And there are people in Sturgeon Bay who talk about all the time when people will come into the gas station and stuff and they'll be like, when do I get to Door County? And they're like, well, you've been in Door County for like 25 yeah, it's minutes. A, it's a bone to pick for a lot of Sturgeon Bay business owners. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've written many stories over the years where that's been a complaint from people in Sturgeon Bay when people come in and say, how much longer? And they're just like, oh, they're pissed. But what that gets across is just like people's version of Door County is whatever they became attached to, right? Right. And we see that in so many of the development issues where they don't want change. And it also becomes like, if you first vacationed in Egg Harbor, you probably return to that most of the time. People tend to stick to whatever town they started in. And if you, you know, every time I interview someone, it's not that often that you interview someone who's 
who lives in Sister Bay, who at one point, we started in Egg Harbor, and then we moved to Fish Creek, and then we moved to Sister Bay. They, they fall in love with whatever they, and they stick there. And then they buy a condo there, and then they maybe buy a house there, or they retire there, because you establish traditions. So if you started in Egg Harbor, like, that becomes your door county. If you started in Ellison Bay, Egg Harbor does not feel, like, I grew up in Egg Harbor, um, as I say on the podcast all the time, but, you know, people north of me always just thought of that as a different town, like, practically Sevastopol. So... They didn't think of it as part of that northern core. And that's that's just the way you, you do it wherever you're centered. And if you grew up, though, going to Sturgeon Bay and that was your vacation and you were on the shore there or you were that's where you had your boat, like that's your version of Door County. But there's I don't know that a lot of people go much south than that when they think because there's just not as much vacation. I love vacationing in Namur. That's my favorite <laughs> place to be. Namur. Namur, Namur. Carnet. What's Carnet? It's an intersection in Southern Door that I once, uh, I saw it on a map. I'd never heard of it. I was playing County League Baseball. We were playing a game in Colberg, and me and a buddy that were also on the team driving down there decided, we're going to go and find this place and see what this is. And it really is like, I think it's like a, a church on a corner. Yeah. <laughs> but it's technically Carnet. By the way, I love Southern Door. I love whenever I have to go down there because it's just so different. And you find like these little things that seem so... In, like quaint and interesting because we just don't have them elsewhere. Yeah. Like you're driving down there and there's an airport. Like you're, you're always going by the airport that's down there or like a, I think it's a pilot school that's down there. Am I right on that? I mean, I'm sure they teach classes. Yeah. They're like, you can, you can learn to fly there. But right. I don't know. There's a pilot school. Well, um, but like, that's <laughs> really interesting to me. There's also, I, I don't know the name of it, but there's like one, bar down there that does like $2 burgers on Tuesdays. Oh, Joe Roars. Is that what it is? Well, I don't, I don't know if that's the one you're thinking of, but Joe Roars has like, that place is great. Yeah. Uh, there's that. And then my other favorite one is for some reason I always end up on this corner, but it's like right on the corner of some big farm. And it used to say like days until Scott Walker is out of office or something, but now it says like days since Scott Walker has been oh, out really? of Yeah, it's like, <laughs> bye, Scott. It's just a sign that's that's been there for years, I'm assuming. But I, I've run into it at least a dozen times driving down in, in Southern Dora. If you're the owner of this sign, Andrew <laughs> at com is my email because I would love to know more. Well, when I was uh, commuting back and forth from Sister Bay to UWGB when I was going back to school, this was 15 years ago, and I would drive through Southern Dora, and some days when I had time after school, I'd, I tried to just go to every county park and find them all, and there's a bunch of small ones in Southern Door, and you find yourself was living in Northern Door where it's like five minutes from the lake to the bay at any given point, basically north of Egg Harbor. Then you go to Southern Door, and you're like, wow, the county's really wide down here. Like, you cover yeah. a lot of ground, and you're like, am I lost? Am I in Kiwani? Where the heck am I? So it is, I think of this almost every time I drive south, just how big the county is, how long it is, and as I'm driving through some of those parts in Southern Door, I'm and, you know, it's just all ag, you know, big farms and everything. And it's so different than Northern Door that I think it's really interesting to think of the county board and go, the guys from Brussels are on the same board as the guy from Fish Creek or Sister Bay. And their concerns are so different. Their day-to-day -day is so different. And yet they have to come together and make countywide decisions. And that, that I know this for a fact, like most of the county board members from Southern Door never go north. I mean, if they come up north once a year, that's probably a lot. And so they don't really have the context, but the, on the flip side, people from the North have to go South cause you have to go to green Bay at some point or another. Like it's, it's hard to go through a year without ever having to go through 
some of those Southern door communities. Right. But Unless I just, you live always, on the island, in which case you can live on the island year round and never leave. <laughs> but it's, there's a, it's, it's jarring. A, yeah. It's a, a really special little microcosm of basically our national political system. When you think about it, right. You have all of these voters in cities, like the majority of people in the United States live in cities. Yep. And obviously they have different concerns than people who live in the countryside. And yet, we split our votes up with the electoral college based on these different things where we're giving a much more voice to like, not more than the cities, but we're giving a, a much bigger proportion of the vote to these really rural areas that have completely different problems than the majority of citizens. That's true. And yeah. so when you think about like the County board is a much smaller version of that. It is. Yeah. And it's interesting when you look at County funding, so much of it go, comes from the property values in the far north and so much of the services and most of the populate, year-round population is in the south, Southern Door and Sturgeon Bay, whereas only about a third of it is from the north, but like, I don't know, 85, 90% of the property tax dollars come from the north. Right. And that's, again, not like a, that's not a statement on where it should be going. It's just how it is. Yeah. COVID actually, when I was sitting on some discussions, both amongst business owners and politicians and the county board, but also the business recovery task force, it was really interesting because- Going into that summer, people in Northern Door had a totally different kind of fear than people in Southern Door or a lot of county employees live in Green Bay or Kiwani County. So their day-to-day -day is to drive to Sturgeon Bay and the government building and go home, right? And they're not in tourism towns. So in Northern Door, everyone was like, what are we going to do when suddenly our 800-person town has 10,000 visitors in it? How are we going to handle this? What happens if something goes wrong or there's an outbreak? It was this kind of fear because... They knew this was coming, this whole changeover in their town. But in some of these other parts of the county, like that wasn't a factor. And most of the decisions were being made and the conversations were being had by people who didn't have that concern in their day-to-day -day life. So it took a while to break down those walls. Of like, I know you don't understand why, why people, the senior citizen in Sister Bay is freaking out right now. Here's why. Or, right. And because for them to go get a COVID test is an hour. And for them... But then they're about to have become like they're going to go from a tiny little town to a city bigger than Sturgeon Bay right. overnight. You know, so it was that that realization is happening every week on the county board when they're meeting because there's a whole segment of people on that board just don't understand that. Right. So, anyway, we went into the weeds there. But north and south, I don't know. I, I'd be curious to hear what people's opinion is. Where do you draw the line? You live in Sebastopol. So yes. where do you put it? So it, I don't know. It's interesting because, like I said, I have a bunch of different versions of what I think of in terms of where different things are located. And it's hard to say that something is Northern Door County because then you're saying the opposite is Southern Door and that's really hard for me. Yeah. Because I, I very specifically think that Southern Door is south of like Target. Yeah. And so for me, I don't know, Northern Northern Door County, I guess would be I want I wanna say like Egg Harbor North, but then I also want to say like Ephraim North. You know what I mean? It's kind yeah. of this thing because like you also have to think about like how far removed are you from the rest of Door County, the higher you get. So like Sister Bay, I would say probably is definitely in Northern Door County. Although then again, there's part of me that wants to say that like everything North of Sister Bay is Northern Door County. So now we're right back to the beginning. I know. But <laughs> when you call it Northern Door, I, you're probably thinking of like, again, those tourism based economies. So like Northern Door would be everything North of Carlsville. Yeah. But I wouldn't say, like, south of Egg Harbor is Northern Door. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So like, if I had to pick one, I guess I would say north of Egg Harbor. Okay. And it's that weird split. I guess I would, I don't know if I consider Jacksonport part of that. Because I don't know if I consider Jacksonport northern Door County. Bailey's Harbor, I do. I don't <laughs> See? Know. It's hard. You're right back to the beginning. Well, what I was going to say is. But maybe it's more like the country. Like, you have, like, New England. Then you have the Atlantic Coast. Then you have the southwest, southeast. And if you go, like, east to west, it's, like, east coast, midwest, plains, Rocky Mountains, west coast. Right. Maybe, maybe there's just more. Maybe it's got to well, be sliced. Maybe you need to come up with more names. Well, and think about, like, California. Is that a northern state or a southern state? I'd almost say n- neither, right? Yeah, well, I mean, it touches both. Yeah, but it's West Coast. Right. Like, just, Maryland is, like, right on the Mason-Dixon line, and that's a, that's a weird state, too. Right. So just to just to kind of conclude on this, we, you know, we, we had a decent sample size of different types of people answering this question. You'll, you'll see pretty clearly that while there is a bunch of discrepancies— if we had to look at our sample size and go, okay, here's here's the dividing line, what would you say? North of Carlsville, north of Jacksonport I'd say kind of like thing? North of Carlsville over to Jacksonport. And more people include Jacksonport than not. I would probably say Bailey's Harbor. That's where you think I feel like Jacksonport and Bailey's Harbor are distinct. Like the Jack Bailey's Harbor has more of a business district, like a tourism centered business district, but That's I'm probably fair. wrong. Yeah. And I think you and I both agree on where Southern Door is, right? Yeah, I would say south of Sturgeon Bay. Yep. I'd probably include Nazwapi, but that changes with each. That's what I include too, but I don't include all of it, right? I only include until like south of Target. T- Taco Bell is as far as I will go south. <laughs> and Stur- that's still. Sturgeon Bay gets Taco Bell in this fight. Yes. Okay. And then everything south of Taco Bell is Southern Door. All right. <laughs> well, we. I want to hear what other people say. We'll put a poll up on Facebook. It'll be interesting. I'm, I'm sure someone will come up with some very good reasons why we're totally wrong on this too. Right. And and I should also say, just to kind of wrap up, we're not putting any value, just dis, like distinctions on any of this, no. right? Like we're, It's just fun. We all yeah. talk about it. it it's fun it's to decide. It's a phrase we use all the time. Right. Because we're not, we're not asking the question, where does Door count? Where is Door County? <laughs> yeah. Right. That's a more loaded question. But I, I, I think this was a lot of fun. Thanks for, for putting it together. And thank you, Rachel, for, for getting headshots and asking everybody. This is, this was a really fun kind of question. And you can, you can read more. And, and see specific people's answers in the arts and entertainment section this week when you pick up the pulse. So hope you all enjoy. Miles, thank you so much for chatting with me and I look forward to chatting with you again too. Thank you, Andrew. Great as always. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at the Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com shop where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.